Welcome back to We Are Live. We are in Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri at Midcoast Studio. Check out midcoast.media for more information. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Travis Terrell in New York. Travis, how's Brooklyn? It's very loud, Chris. We noticed from the last hour. Uh, Tommy the Intern's here. Chris Gardner's running the stream. And joining us live in studio from KSDK, Abby Larico. Good morning, Hello. Abby. Great to see you. I don't even know. It's kind of afternoon for me, but I guess I'll say good morning to what you. What time did you start your day? I woke up this morning at 2 a.m. Two? Is that all? Yeah, mm. you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Does that so mean a 6 p.m. bedtime? Um, yeah, ideally. Ideally. It's a little uh, harder to accomplish, right. especially in the summertime. When yeah. It's do you live in the city or where do you? I live in the Central West End. Okay. Yeah. So there's That's always not so ideal much fun stuff going on. <laughs> right. I know. You're screaming out the window. It's like, I have to report exactly. at 6 a.m. So you literally go to sleep at 6 p.m. If, if, if things are going well. If things are going well. Last night, I didn't fall asleep till closer to 8 or hmm. so. Um, but, I mean, sleep. What is it? That's a great way That's to put it. That's what concealer is for, under eye concealer. <laughs> so we are pleased to be joined by a real journalist in studio. St. Louis has been uh, absolutely bonkers lately. Uh, I do want to get some background on you before we jump into all the crazy stuff you've been covering. Blues coverage. Travis, she's got to deal with floods, murders, everything that St. Louis throws at her. Uh, and we get to sit here every morning and uh, make fun of each other, basically. So we're going to show her some respect. And uh, <laughs> we're going to learn about her a little bit. Uh, I won't do the where'd you go to high school thing. We were just talking about that. Where did you uh, hone your craft for journalism in college? So I went to Indiana University. So I've I heard am of that. an actual Hoosier. Good for you. It was very strange moving there, though, because I did grow up here in St. Charles County, West St. Louis County. And when I got to Indiana and I see these billboards that say, you know, insurance for Hoosiers everywhere. I'm like, who would want to insure a Hoosier? You know? Right. Let people come up here. Yeah. So I was like... Same what they do with fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. But yeah, I went there because everybody wants to know why I didn't go to Mizzou. Um, I was, I wanted to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. A, uh, did that work out? Indiana's a, it's a great school it to was, go to. Carries great. a lot of weight. It's beautiful. I also studied political science, and so I didn't even know that I wanted to do the TV journalism thing. Travis Strell. to school. Yeah. Yeah, so I went, did that, and um, just figured out in college I had some visual, it wasn't even broadcast, it was visual, visual communications classes. Mm -hmm. I did that. I actually really liked shooting video and putting that stuff together. Editing is one of my favorite things to do. And so if you stick around, we got a few uh, jobs for you after um, the show. I think I'm, I'm going to do some right editing. Now. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm in okay. a union. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> uh, man, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> Travis, you were political science and uh, in college. You guys want to uh, quiz each other for a little bit. Just think about this could be a 2020 presidential uh, tandem here. I would rather moderate the debate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't even name probably twenty capitals, so I probably would be the best person to talk about. That's University of Missouri for science. With That's it. Yes. Why I didn't Go Tigers! <laughs> yeah. Why I went to Indiana for poli sci? <laughs> what what uh, what takes you? So you just you jump into a class and you think, oh, this could be something I want to do for a living, and you probably hadn't checked what uh, reporters anchors have to do to start their careers off at that point. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I don't mind being in front of a camera and editing also. Right. Well, actually, at that point, I thought I wanted to be a producer. Interesting. Um, so I was most interested in that. And so I'm a very... I'm one of those people that I'm kind of an anti-procrastinator. I work well with deadlines, but I like to have everything done like very much with a comfortable amount of time left in between. But when it comes to my personal life and per, like my career situation, I was like, oh my God, I'm 18 and I haven't completely figured out what I want to do yet. And so, which is ridiculous, I, by yes, the way. It's, and it's horrible how much pressure is put on right. people to get to that point. But Tommy's and, 13 and doesn't even know what he's going to do. Wow. For, yeah. I'm where terrified you, every day. Where do you drink water? Why do you have facial hair already? I know. I'm just, I'm advanced. We're going to, we're going to talk to you about a story coming up here, but <laughs> anyway, so I realized I wanted to do that. And so I just jumped into trying to get internships. I took some time off school actually so really? that I could go do the internship thing. I got one at, uh, I went to CBS in London and I also went to CBS in Washington, DC. Um, I had, I'm not a, my parents are paying for everything type of person. So I had to live with a family and watch their kids for them in the evenings in order to pay for a place to stay. That's what that's what people mm. do. They yeah. offer that to people coming out of college. Like they'll say, "Hey, 
here's a, a $19,000 a year job. You get to be on TV. And yep. guess what? We've secured a room for you, and you'll only have four roommates, and there are only two families. Oh, I had to witness a woman going into labor in mm. the kitchen oh. while I was like <laughs> expected to go to work the next day. It was wild. It was fun. But that's when I kind of I met this anchor in DC who kind of casually just off the cuff said, "Oh, you know, if you're going to be a producer, you work uh, twice as hard for half the credit." And then the credit thing really stuck with me because I'm like, maybe I care about that a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, we all <laughs> would. I thought, yeah, you know, there's something to be said. You're calling me a real journalist, but let's be honest here. You know, the people who work behind the scenes often are so, they don't get enough credit for what they're doing out there. So, but that being said, I was like, well, I want the credit. And so <laughs> I tried to be on TV and got um, a local news internship and then just kind of Went at it from there. Went from there. Uh, Travis, we treat our producer with uh, nothing but respect. Would you agree? <laughs> I hate no. Chris Gardner, to be oh. honest. Oh, wow. This is kind of a, a weird situation for Abby to witness this. Is it a, I wonder if it's a St. Charles County thing when... Once you leave the county and you stay in the area, that you move directly to the central west end because that's what I've done oh, as well. Yeah. 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 Do, like, you, do you all share cigarettes? And uh, you know drink what? Coffee I'm together tired. Like... I'm tired of driving down Highway K to get somewhere all the time. Now I'm going to move to an area where I can walk there or I can get on my electric scooter and scoot around over there You're as well. You're an electric scooter guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you done any stories on electric scooters yet? Or um, have so we looked I've into been, these? I've been working on one that we just, because as, you, as you've mentioned, St. Louis News has been so crazy lately, but I've been kind of working on one since we've gotten a third scooter company in town. What is it? Spin? Yep. I think it is. He's the expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how do you like spin first off? Uh, well, if you want to break down here, here you yeah. go. A quick this is very real. Don't oh, be boy. careful what you've waited. There's not going to be. He yeah. said quick. There's nothing. No. Quick. Comp <laughs> between Lime and yeah. Spin. Um, I prefer Lime. I've been Lime, Lime brand loyal for a while now. Uh, I like the higher handlebar. I like the handbrake and I like the handling of the Lime because you're able to kind of maneuver it with your feet and so you can just kind of have control of it spin i like as well it's not the same though it's a lower handlebar it also has a brake that you push down like the accelerator would so it slows down gradually so you don't have that control and then also the one thing a benefit of spin <laughs> is that it maintains Sorry, speed up be. the hill okay where lime will lose five to six miles per hour that's actually a legitimate point, actually. But I will say this. Have you considered a bicycle? <laughs> Walking's great, too. Well, hey. yeah, and we wild. joke on the show that uh, Lou Ferrigno was in here. This is uh, very I've true. I've met him a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. He told me to stay off the scooters yep. because he fell off one. And then just the other day, I went over the handlebars on one in the cortex area in front of people. <sighs> yeah, how'd that handling do for you then? Hey, I wear a helmet, though. Were you going uphill? I was not. No, it was rather embarrassing. He does wear a helmet. We'll give him that. I wear a helmet. That's mm. important. Well, we'll have Abby uh, in interview you for the uh He doesn't wear knee pads. <laughs> no, but yeah, some scrapes now on the elbows and knees. Uh, we have a report. Uh, one of our listeners is in Southern California and says, jump, the electric bike equivalent, is preferred in SoCal. That's to me, so I live in Tower Grove. To me, I'll see these, uh, they're bicycles that essentially have like two-stroke motors on them. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. look at this person uh, in that stupid hat riding that bike. And then you'll just hear, and they'll speed past you. So that's a new level of lazy then, right? Right. If we're going electric bike over, because scooter, I'll give it to you, requires some skill. There's some, but if you're going full electric no, bike. I don't know. I, because I think that at least you can have to potentially pedal uphill. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not scouting out the best uphill a capability Break it down for us, Abby. Scooter, but I don't know. <laughs> you can like contribute with your own personal horsepower. I wish okay. that we still had the Lime bikes here. Personally. Those those seem like yeah. Those, I, I wish there was still one, an option. I still see one coming down Grand. Well, that's every what once in a while. Like, that is definitely not a commission. <laughs> like, like no, it was weird. Smile. The other day, I'm looking at the map on mine, trying to find, and I'm in Forest Park at the time, and so I'm like, okay, there's some over here, some over here, and then the bike, a bike pops up, and I'm like, that's not right. Like they're out of here. I'm like, why is this bike popping up they're all in the on Mississippi the map? River. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I almost wanted to go over there just to see like what the right. like did did like a GPS device just get left behind or what the hell is this? Because I this Travis, is not supposed to be here. Travis, are we seeing many uh, scooters or? Any, I, I just feel like you just can't. There's just no room 
for for an electric scooter how what's it like in brooklyn are we seeing any of that oh man when it comes to ride shares um well ride share was already a difficult climb here in new york uh the lime scooter lime like they have the city bikes mm -hmm. but the scooters they're just the city government everyone even uh, in albany want none of it here in the city <laughs> nowhere near it's just there's no room people are already like there are so many different types of like motor vehicles for just individuals here in new york that adding an entire company worth of those things accessible to everyone would just be logistic a logistic nightmare mm -hmm. they just actually start launched this, i believe this week in chicago and i'm very interested to hear how that's gonna go i have some that's friends. probably where you hung out right on the weekends when at indiana did you go to chicago have you been to chicago quite a bit i've been to chicago quite yeah. a bit um actually you know after indiana because i had so many Got friends it. well and you're very popular i have a lot of friends we get it um a lot of people are just <laughs> importing me into the city for the weekend right, it's right, right. insane no you but you should it, see my schedule you but. think it's gonna be too busy right oh totally <laughs> yeah and one of the things is that they have the bike shares already that you have to dock it specific places but we see how people in st louis is set a town a fraction of the size of chicago can just mm -hmm. toss those scooters wherever they oh want oh my can you imagine in chicago here's here's what happened the yeah. other day it's not just us we're not just bad this right. is a, <laughs> a little bit just we're us. okay i think well i see i think i'm gonna beat us up a little bit i think sometimes we we shouldn't get nice things but there was a older lady the other day um trying uh -oh. to pull into where she lived in the west end it was a, it's a nicer area of the and West End where she was going. Uh, there was apparently some issue there, and they were trying to, there was like a water main break or something along those lines, and she couldn't get into where she wanted, so she was already frustrated, and then she tried to turn down the alley, and I was walking to a Lime scooter to get it. The Lime scooter that I was walking to was centered in the middle of the alley where she had turned, and she got out of the car and like was cursing and then just threw the thing down. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, that's the one I want. <laughs> Uh, so I just kind of, I turned it into a good Samaritan type deal where I'm like, oh, let me help you with that. Let me get this out of your way and get it out of the alley and move it over. But like, she was very frustrated because someone just left it in the middle of the alley while a car's trying to turn down there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you seeing, being in the central West end, there are a lot of people who are, um, they are in motor chairs or they're in wheelchairs yeah. and people are just not thinking about those folks who have to get into the streets because somebody irresponsibly parked one of these scooters. So, right. I don't know. You should go buy a bike. I bought one recently. I, I, mine got stolen last summer, and uh. so I bought a new one recently. And I had a wonderful experience at Big Shark Bicycle Company. You should go there. Okay. Hmm. There you go. Maybe they'll give me a, some kind of referral. Th that's care. a nice... That's right. You want to, we'll tag them. I'll <laughs> at least look into it. I can at least do that. I'll teach you it. how. You won't forget after you learn how to ride it. Oh, my uh, gosh. This could be the buddy comedy we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Travis, start riding. Let's get this going. How did... What's, how's the opening? Actually, I did... <laughs> I actually had a, had a actual serious... I actually had a serious question, though, for Abby. I know... Uh, that there are probably a ton of lessons and principles that you learned while in journalism school or studying at uh, Indiana that probably may not be able to apply now in today's journalism. Uh, what did you learn in school that you know that you really can't necessarily apply now in your day-to-day -day job? 98% of things. Um, sometimes <laughs> I think that the, I love you, Indiana, you are wonderful, but sometimes I think the little blotting papers I use to dab the shine off my face before I go live are more important than my degree because it's <laughs> all in the field stuff. You learn as you're mm. going along. I, I mean, they provide a wonderful foundation for ethics, but that was, you know, Twitter is now more so much more than a novelty. I mean, we you get have, so right. much more news on Twitter, and you can't just sit there and say, we're not gonna report anything at all until we have it confirmed from X amount of sources and things like that. No, we will not, especially Five on Your Side, KSDK is really good about making sure that we have solidly sourced things. Um, not mm -hmm. all media outlets in our area even will be as good about that. But that being said, we have to at least get on Twitter and say we know something's going on. We have to be having those mm -hmm. conversations with people because People aren't patient, and they know they can figure out something. And then it's tough to play by different sets of rules. Yeah. Too. And then the other thing I would say is that um, old school journalism is you don't have opinions. You're not a person. You are merely there to just report the facts and the news. And that's 
you're you are you are a person and sure. people know that we are people also and they you're not say you're not being asked your opinions so i will not sit there and say this is my opinion on something per se but if i'm at a scene where a kid just got shot or something or this morning i was at an officer was shot in maryland heights what time I, was this this was at 4 a.m. He was shot. So, th well, th I'm when, when are you on the scene? Oh, I was there shortly after. I mean, so you're waking up at two, yeah. and then, oh, by the way, gonna need you to cover this. I was already at the station, getting ready to work on a different story when they moved. They me. sent you out. The, that's mm -hmm. another thing too. And Travis, just as you uh, asked that great question, I, I'm curious too. Do you ever feel unsafe uh, on the locations that you're at? I mean, something like that could happen just one more time as you're standing there. They don't care that you're on the news. Mm -hmm. Something else could happen. Right. Is there uh, a sense of danger? And uh, I mean, I'm sure KSDK does a wonderful job keeping you safe the best they can. But on those location shots, is there ever, I don't know, a boy, I don't know if we should stay here much longer. Right. Well, that's part of it. You know, to finish up on that earlier point about how I said, luckily, this officer is doing OK. You know, we can be thankful this officer is doing OK because I'm a human being and I'm glad the officer is doing OK. So that's whether you call that an, an opinion or not, that's a human being reaction, right. mm -hmm. communicating with my friends and neighbors who are I consider my the viewing audience, friends and neighbors. This is what's happening with that. When it comes to safety, we are very careful about making the right call. So sometimes you will see us reporting on a shooting, but we are at the police station. We're sure. not going to go at, back up to the scene. Police departments around here um, often do a really great job of communicating with us. And we also ask them, am I safe here? Am I okay here? What do you think about this spot? Or is there any reason I should be moving back? We abide by the yellow tape and things like that. But that being said, it's not we shouldn't make their jobs harder by being out there and Correct. making them babysit us. So it's a lot of communication, a lot of guys. Or even in the community. Yes. Yeah. That people are upset. They don't may not want to see you at their yeah. front door. And I'll say the only time I've had a gun drawn on me as a reporter has not been in the city of St. Louis. It's been in a rural area. And so that was it's one of those things that you can't just sit there and have these hard and fast rules that, oh, you know, this part of town is not safe or that part of town is not safe. Can you break that down for us when that happened? I grew up in a rural area, so that doesn't surprise me as people are really quick to it's my property. Mm -hmm. what, and that's uh, exactly what it was. It was a person who wasn't sure what the situation was and why somebody something had happened down the road from uh, it was a country road over in Illinois. And I was just walking to try to. Should have known, get, Illinois. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I needed hey. to get neighbor sound. Mm -hmm. Neighbor sound. Yes. So that's. So you approach. Wanted to go knock on the guy's door. Yeah. It doesn't answer. So I'm turning to walk back down to the car where my photographer was. And luckily, I was with a person at this point. Um, sometimes we go out and shoot stuff on our own. And I came back down, and I hear this person saying, "Like, hey." And I'm a couple feet away, and I turn around, and he's got a gun out, and I just. This is where people um, watching the video stream, if you've not seen me on KSDK, you'll know I'm a very petite, like big brown eyes, like, hi, I'm sorry. Like that really <laughs> plays in well in these moments. I'm so glad I look so unthreatening. I'm like, hi, my name is Abby. Like I just claw the, the bat my eyelashes and smile as big as I can. And I'm like, please be nice to me. So. Did it, did it de-escalate fairly oh, yeah. quickly? Yeah, totally. Did you get the neighbor sound? <laughs> you sound like my producer she now. Was, you really are. The she worst. was written up when she got back to the station, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, that sounds like a TV news producer. How do you how do you deal with like? Um, I'm always fascinated when there are multiple big stories happening that require like the newsroom to disperse and be on loca multiple locations. Like, and also when they're a variety in story as well. Like, say you have blue stuff going on. At maybe that's going to be happening at night, but you got flood coverage going on too, so that's requiring people in different areas. And then like something like, you know, Steve Stinger resigns. Yeah. Like how does like when you Governor have like threatens that's so insane. Yeah. We wouldn't have that much news in a short amount of time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like so, like how do you go from like flood serious, Stinger serious, and then blues are celebrating, get ready mm. for the game? Like how do you deal with a day like that? Do you mean as a reporter or do you mean as a newsroom? <laughs> um, as a reporter. Okay. What about the human? Yeah. <laughs> so, because well, because our newsroom, we have people whose job it literally is to know where everybody is and assign where people should be going at any given time, knowing where the crews are. But as a reporter, honestly, that's just all in a day's work. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so strange to say this, but I ha I've had that several times where it's like in the morning I'm on the scene of something horrible that happened and then I get to go interview somebody who is doing something really awesome in the community or something really 
clever and creative and I get to go talk to that person. And then I have um, like three other things in between that that's just kind of, especially on my shift, how the day tends to go. Cause I kind of work two days in one that sure. I get in, hit the ground running. And then I start focusing on either the next day or kind of more long-term projects, but you compartmentalize a lot and then you just kind of sit back and you think, well, at least there was a lot of change in that because it might not have been as exhilarating if I was on the same thing all day. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the past couple of weeks, we've really had a lot of that flooding in the morning, blues in the afternoon. Right. A lot. And a then lot. like one, one other story gets dropped in. It could be it, like, you know, I mentioned the stinger thing or like yesterday, the Pam Hup thing happened. Yeah. You know? So it's like. It's just weird to have all these dynamics with different stories, but having to go up, 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 up. Well, and, and you do have to stay on top of stuff all the time. I mean, it's really hard to take a vacation. I know there's those people who say like, I'm always, I'm always working, but we really have to know what we're talking about, about most things, because you never know when you're going to have to go be the one who's pulled to cover a story you've not really touched before. Well, and, and Travis, again, I know you, uh, you, you started with some stuff with Mizzou journalism, kind of looking at that stuff. So maybe you have an idea of this, but we saw it in radio as well. E even a market the size of St. Louis, if you want to be here, you can be replaced super fast. <laughs> They'll probably, I'm not saying this about KCK, but I, I could see someone reminding you that you could be replaced fast. I could see where people would expect more of you and the jobs just simply can't, there's not that many great jobs out there. You worked, you grinded your way up two different markets before here. Yes. And this is considered a, a place you could stay, but even some of the veterans that you work with, they don't get weekends, they don't do all that stuff. We talked about mm -hmm. that a little bit, but just the, the sheer fact that there is no room for, uh, I'm not feeling it today. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to do blues coverage. There's a, that's something that I find interesting with the career path you chose. Not even interesting. It's, it's tough. And that's why when people try to invite me to dinner during a weekday, I'm like, I'm already going to be tired for X amount of reasons. <laughs> like you can't really show up not on your A game. I'll give you guys a little background because I don't think I can get in trouble for this anymore. But uh, a couple statute like, of limitations, yeah, it's okay. something like that. Last summer, um, a big group of us from the station went to went out on a float trip on a Sunday, and what? yeah, and the next morning. Um, Brandon Morano and I were both, he was the, my co-morning show reporter at the time. We were both dragging on mm -hmm. that Monday morning and we were looking at each other. We we're like, we cannot be. Can't have a life. Yes. We, well, you cannot be even a little hungover on this shift. Like, man. I mean, happy hour good. for you, it would be lunch. Which is a great time to have happy hours. <laughs> a, a lot of nurses believe in that. Is yeah. on that float trip? Kusumano was not on that float trip. <laughs> No, but don't tell him about it. He might be sad that we didn't invite was him. Rennie, was Rennie flexing his guns uh, on the float trip? No. No, no Rennie was probably, you know, raising money for some charity yeah. or doing yeah. some great yeah. work. Good guy. <laughs> Speaking of charity, he did do a piece on Travis before uh, he took off for uh, his Sesame Street gig in New York. So big shout out to Rennie. That was wonderful. He's uh, great at telling great stories about just people doing good stuff. Even if it's a mediocre story about a mediocre person. Oh. He does a it's wonderful a great story job. about oh, a mediocre shows. person. Thank oh, you. That's well oh, said. If you Thank can ask Frank to unmute me on tweet, Twitter next time you see him, that'd be great. I'm tired of texting him all the witty things I have to Frank say. Frank Cusimano is too big time. He doesn't make eye contact with me. He just walks through the news. I'm just kidding. He totally, he's a very nice the guy. Problem with, <laughs> the problem with Frank is that his radio producer shows him how to mute people or block them. Mm. And then if Frank wants to unmute or unblock them, he doesn't know how to do it himself. Yeah, so that's an issue. That's, that's why his radio producer gets phone calls like, hey, can you adjust my fantasy football lineup? Please do this now. Maybe I need don't to get, get blocked in the first place. Well, Abby, thank I you for bringing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to not say anything? Yeah, Travis, uh, you have to agree Someone with her. Someone sounds a little yeah. grumpy about being it's blocked like, on Twitter. I'm <laughs> muted. I'm muted. It's like telling a dog. Abby, I am curious. I, uh, <laughs> uh, Abby, I am curious. I wasn't obviously in St. Louis to be able to participate in the parade, so I was able to catch the stream, and I caught it on KSDK. And I had to remind myself how very difficult it is to probably cover a parade. What were some of the more challenging things for you guys in covering something that, I mean, as a city we haven't seen since the Cardinals won the World Series in 2011, we don't get many parades, especially of that size. So what were oh, some of the challenges for you and the crew? Yeah, so first off, it was, in, it was a thing. I mean, we have had big parades in St. Louis, 
We've never seen anything like this. This was at least triple the size of the last Cardinals. Do you, how do you feel about the numbers they said? They said 1.5 million. We were skeptical. No, there's 0%. Yeah. 0%. Um, that's basically, I actually did a, a little brief story on this that's on our YouTube page. But basically what they do is they do an aerial shot and then they have a couple different algorithms through which you can figure out how many people were there. Your 1.5 million estimate would assume that every if you drew a line around where the farthest people were in the crowd and it was mosh, quote unquote, mosh pit density. Yeah, which 2. is a scientific feet. term. Who would have thought mosh pit density? <laughs> 2. Oh, that's 5 cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I tried Good telling my name. mom, go, yeah, mosh pit great density. Great band yeah, appearing live at the Firebird next yeah. Friday. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, 2.5 feet, right? Yeah, it's, yes. And so that's not a thing. But everything about it was challenging and that's why i'm really proud of our team for frankly pulling it off i mean think about your cell phone service when you're down at something like that mm -hmm. try to do it TV. looked like it was it was close to now mardi gras inc says they get over four hundred thousand people that could be debated also mm -hmm. it looked bigger than that but that's the most comparable thing i could think of is right. mardi gras in st louis yeah and yeah. that's also spread out because there yeah. are people who are don't even see the parade correct mardi gras you yeah. know so that's much more spread out this is such density and luckily people were being so nice because i'm that jerk who's squealing by and being like excuse me excuse me again being a small person it's kind right. of nice to be able to just kind of uh, you keep rubbing it yes, in our exactly, face we get it exactly okay. i know um it's just so great to be me sometimes <laughs> but it's basically having to get a signal out of that place was intense um trying to stay on top of things so what you wound up seeing travis with that live uh live stream mm -hmm. frank and i weren't supposed to be on the same router but that's just <laughs> what wound up working out so i'm sitting here trying to cover one of the greatest moments in st louis history st louis sports history hockey history considering how far the blues sure have come. absolutely with Frank freaking Cusimano, how am I supposed to live up to that? Terrific you know? stuff, so, <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, they're okay. So that picture we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we got some questions. Yeah. yeah, if you're listening at home, we got a picture of uh, Ryan O'Reilly wearing his hat. We've got Frank, we have Abby. What, what's happening That's here? a pretty indicative shot of what I was being like that morning. So uh, whether, and you know what, if you hated me that morning, oh, a, that's lot amazing. Of, a lot of people were pretty ticked off at me that morning really because, okay by a lot of people i mean like five angry people on twitter and so i just oh okay that multiply that <laughs> travis, travis would let that ruin his month right <laughs> well it could be kind of a bummer but basically people Man. were saying like i was being mm -hmm. more of a fan girl oh than, shut up i know Tell and what? i wanted to be it's like, a parade it's, a parade. <laughs> it's literally a parade <laughs> my assignment was to be on fans and crowds <laughs> So right. You're I'm not here covering sorry. the economic impact of a, yeah. a no, shut up. Would you really who the heck wants to sit there and watch somebody who doesn't give a shit about the blues? Oh, I'm sorry, dude, could I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we have to cut the audio now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, all I'm hey, take it TV. down. Let's who shut doesn't it down. give a darn about the blues? Who, do, who nobody wants to <laughs> No, let that. loose. Uh, just Travis said a lot worse in the first hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please don't let your <laughs> yeah. producers see the first hour. We were fucking around a lot on there. There you go. You made me feel better. See, you do that. Tommy, you want to learn something? You make the guest now feel warm and uh, welcome that's, that's how you do it yes exactly take write that down yeah thank write you um, <laughs> see you want you want direction she Abby's gonna, she, she, yeah you can tell she's got producer uh, yeah, blood yeah. so then um i'm running around there and so frank just keeps running up and grabbing people so i was like part reporter part fangirl if you will and again i don't care i was having a fun time i'm not a sports reporter i don't need to be unbiased i was out there having fun with the crowd as if one st louis reporter's unbiased either right way. honestly Sorry, just to throw it out there and i don't like to play this card all the time but if i you know frank kept talking about how it was one of the best moments of his life all of our male sports reporters were saying the same thing you know they weren't being fanboys, so i don't know that's my <laughs> thoughts on some of these people who have these comments tell these um, people that that's 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 she's dead correct she's exactly right because i didn't yeah. hear one person critique Frank and Frank for at least that three hour broadcast said it about 25 times. Exactly. And yeah. I didn't see one letter to the editor in the St. Louis post-dispatch criticizing Frank. Do you, and what yeah. do you, what do you want to Joe Buck is by salary, the greatest uh, at what he does by salary, whether you like him or not, that's an opinion. The greatest at what he does. He, <laughs> every single broadcast he does, if it has anything to do with St. Louis and he, and he rides the middle or he just reports what's happening, the other team's beating whatever St. Louis team, 
people light him up and say, how dare you? Yeah. How this, it's that, what a you dumb way to live. You can't win. But my favorite part, though, was every time Frank kept, we had to kind of corral him because he was getting so excited that he was taking the microphone and our camera shot was up on a platform, actually. So that's why the camera couldn't move with us. And so he would just kind of keep going down. So at one point I had to like run up to Frank <laughs> and be like, the, they can't get the mic anymore. Come on. we got And we were trying to get the parade to mm-hmm. kind of keep moving. Sure. He was a real showstopper. I'll just say that. He kept talking to people. But then he was live because Ryan O'Reilly was coming down with the cup. Right. And so getting to that particular shot in that particular TV moment, I was thinking that Frank was still on just a solid live shot and they were just zooming in on Frank. I didn't realize that you could see me from the corner. Literally, people are all excited. They touch their cup. I grabbed the freaking cup. Oh, we I see it in the photo. It. Yeah. I grabbed it in the earlier one, too. I had it. I had grabbed it by the bowl part at the top, and I was yanking it along. <laughs> and I was like, come on, come on, we got to go. We're live on TV right now. And I kept, in order to make sure Frank could tell that I knew that we were live, I was, like, dancing my way over to him. I'm, like, going like this, like, pointing at him. I'm, like, don't worry, we're coming to you. We're coming to you. And I'm also trying to not look angry because sure. you could look like you're just grabbing the cup and just trying to storm yeah. away with it i'm trying to be like hey we're having fun we're bringing the cup over here to frank Cusimano. so, so those were your dance interview. moves that you were using <laughs> something like that I okay was just like bopping around i would say bopping is probably mm-hmm. a better word than yeah. dancing mm-hmm. yeah it was i bet it was it was super fun i mean i totally like the crowd right there was just so awesome i was running back and forth with them but before the parade even started like having chant-offs with them who could say, let's go blues louder. <laughs> People were just getting so into it. People were shaking my hand and giving me high fives. I was like, this is awesome. You guys are the best town in the world. It was so fun. Where, um, I'm going to try and pull this video up. I was wondering where you were when this particular event was occurring. Uh-oh. They oh, are boy. the champions. Mm-hmm. Big DMX. Glory, Gloria. Gloria. Gloria, I think I got your number, Gloria. <laughs> My friend Corey tweeted that. Yep. And he's our sports, one of our sports digital media guys. And I think I had like a thousand retweets when I heard <laughs> that. that is so good. I was actually back at the station and trying to get some food in me because I've been doing live shots since 6 a.m. that day. That's fun. But it was just, oh, Brett Hall. <laughs> How about he's Brett the Hall? He's the mascot we needed. How? lucky are we to have a gem like that man he yes. tommy what was it how did you describe him i believe he was like a family member he's like the uncle that would uh buy you drugs and then immediately ask for them <laughs> <laughs> travis i believe uh, you're hey man you got, remember those drugs i got for you <laughs> still got them yeah like two seconds ago yeah, the one those are, those you are literally cool, huh? just bought for me, huh? Yeah, yeah, I need those back right quick. Travis, oh, okay. if he were to party with a liquor, who would he party with? The one on his Brett If home. he were to party with a... No, like, I was thinking maybe you were telling us about uh, maybe maybe people using Brett Hull as energy. I don't know. It was something I had uh, thought about. Oh, yeah, I said, uh, I said people uh, drink, I think Four Loco drinks Brett Hull before it goes out on the town. <laughs> I was, uh, it was, look, uh, I had some people up here in Brooklyn and they were asking about the parade and they were asking about Brett Hull and I had to give them the background. And once they understood that, you know, he had to endure some of the tougher, tougher times of the St. Louis Blues organization, they absolutely understood why that reaction came from Brett Hull. Mm -hmm. We'll check in on the boys in a little bit. Let them have their fun right now. <laughs> I All agree. The people who are like, yeah. you know, I, I heard from a lot of people who were concerned that they were drinking on the parade route. And of course, you can have your, you know, worried about your kids and things like that. But it's the blues. Like, what, can <laughs> what we, did you really yeah, Also, like, can we talk <laughs> about, they've There was an actual letter each. in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. There was a yeah. letter in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, I believe, yesterday. What do you There mean? was a, a parent who was, who thought the drinking was apparently too much. Uh, the mm-hmm. Blues were celebrating it too much with the alcohol and hey, the champagne in the streets. So, Travis, yeah, there are people who said that. Newsflash. New news, Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Newsflash, Karen. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, these guys, uh, they manage it all season long. But the, just 
just going to tell you a little secret there. Those are yeah. the same people that call up to the to channel whatever it might be calls? and upset that their 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 you know program is being I interrupted by severe NCI weather NCI coverage. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune oh. being interrupted by uh, yeah. <laughs> severe Don't storms. Don't even get me started yeah. on those people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so so you're here in St. Louis, uh, dream job. You're working for KCK. You get to work through all these things. What's been the uh, toughest thing to cover? You kind of touched on it with the the violence has to be really. Not fun to deal with. Uh, toughest thing you've covered in your time in St. Louis? Um, toughest. Each assignment that there's a child involved is really yeah, hard. Yeah, terrific. Um, it's one of those things where it just makes you want to grab someone and shake them, you know? And I even, you know, to your earlier question about how do you compartmentalize it, sometimes it comes up in an unexpected time. Like I was talking to somebody the morning of the parade, and he was so exuberant that – Nobody, you know, um, St. Louis has been great and everybody's been wonderful and nobody has, the town hasn't been violent. We're our best selves and yada, mm -hmm. yada. And I'm thinking about it and in my head, I'm like, six kids were shot last week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Six people under the age of 18. And that's hard. And it's hard for me, not just as a reporter and a human being, but like when I talk to people, my friends who live in other places, again, I have a ton of friends. They all live all over the place. And You're, I mean, we've I discussed this, and yeah. it's been established how popular yeah, and, and so, amazing you so are. So many friends. Mm -hmm. Go to bed at 6 p.m. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't have you a lot. You party with nurses at, at noon. It's okay. Okay. Um, nurses are great people. Yeah. Um, so then, it's one of those things where I want to justify why I want to be here and why I want to live here. And I think all of us who care about St. Louis and like want to live here want it to get better. Mm -hmm. And that's where it does get hard sometimes to not just be like, look at the camera and say, wake up, people. Like, when are you going? How many more times do I have to tell this story before you start caring about these type of things? So that was um, that was pretty tough. But when or that is pretty tough every time. But I think consecutively, though, when you look at big stories that we've covered, um, sometimes it's just tough to keep up on the details of yep. things. You know, Greitens, everything that happened with that was a doozy, to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, just to try to make sure I was getting it right because that was history again, and everything we're doing is impacting how this story will be told in the future. And so, um, or you guys have been talking about Pam Hupp a lot. That's just difficult because it's like, wait, that really happened? That's, That's strange, really the right? Details? Yeah. You pinch yourself. And, and yeah. I'm bad about it, too, because I, I'm like, oh, no, stuff like this doesn't happen. And I've got uh, devil on my shoulder in Brooklyn being like, everybody's horrible. This is awful. This is that. But the reality is, like, there are some really bad people out there that do some insane things. And to have to talk about them wears on all of us, probably. Oh, absolutely. And it's, again, one of those things where people come into journalism for different reasons. And whether another purist journalist will think the whatever they think about my response to it. Mine is I want to make people care about the place where they are. Right. And so every shooting impacts you, whether you live in St. Charles, whether you live in the city, everything that impacts the city impacts the rest of this region. And so I just, I, I th that's hard sometimes to keep telling those same stories. Well, well it certainly is. And sorry, Gardner, go ahead. During the Greton saga, what was like a moment that just like, like threw you back maybe a little bit, just covering that one? Seeing, seeing your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'm not joking. I live on the same street. No, he yeah. was living when that happened. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a small little area. I mean, uh, and she, St. Louis is small enough, and then to live in the same neighborhood. You know, the area. Abby, yeah. A friend of mine, and I'm over at his place once a week, lives in one of the apartment complexes directly across the yeah. street from there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was just jarring, actually. The most striking moment was seeing the sitting governor at the time mm -hmm. of the state of Missouri sitting there in the defendant's seat. That's strange. It really, when you, when, you, when you say it out loud, Travis does this a lot, and I'm not picking on Travis, but he talks about the office of the president with things that we see that happens, mm -hmm. all these things. Locally, for that, to, when you say it out loud, like, that's the governor. Like, that's the dude. That, take away the machine gun crazy commercials. Take away the pomp and circumstance. That's the governor of your state, and, he's, and we're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, all this crazy stuff. Well, associated with when it. you add in characters like Al Watkins yep. and everything like that, oh, too. There to this. were so many characters. I mean, that. yeah, Al Watkins threatened to or said he would tongue kiss Jason Rosenbaum of uh, St. Louis Public Radio on the courthouse steps. He's a good Mizzou journalist. I get yeah, it. Yeah, and like, so th this stuff's going on. Can you even imagine on. Jason Rosenbaum having to react to that? <laughs> <laughs> he, Jason <laughs> Rosenbaum went to University of Missouri for editorial journalism, and from the second I he would come, he. We knew him a little bit, maybe Travis. Did we know it? We knew him through maybe Tony Luke actually. Whatever it was, 
in Columbia, Jason was like, he was already an editorial reporter at the age of like 21. Now he takes the job very seriously. He's very good at what he does. And for that to happen to him, <laughs> yeah. of all people, now it's if Gardner's there, tweet I get it. For him in eight years, when yeah, he gets to throw back to it. Certainly That'll will. Be great. The the one thing, uh, and this is the thing, is like I'm always fascinated with, and I've asked some of your colleagues about it. I think I've asked Chris Davis and Casey Nolan about it. Two of my dearest friends. Do we, is do I I I get. I don't know why I just smile and smirk whenever I see when you know someone's not going to answer questions leaving a courthouse. Yet all the reporters swarm, and you have to ask your questions. Right? Governor, did you take the photo? Governor, did this happen? Governor, like I've always wanted to just be there and throw in a random thing that doesn't matter and if see you if did, it. If you did something like, is like a hot dog I, a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> and it would be amazing as long as we weren't given one more question and that was the question. That was I'd the be one, so yeah. annoyed at you. <laughs> right. yeah. like, there you is never, a format to this. Honestly, though, you never know. I remember I was working in Indianapolis and I was at a homicide scene and there was a guy who had apparently, I think, if I remember the details of this, um, he shot the guy who was an abusive husband to his sister. So he shot his brother-in-law and as they're, or that's what he was being charged with at the time. And as they were doing a press conference in front of the house, this guy's being led off to the side. And so I go running, the photographer stays where he was um, just cause he was all set up and I grab my phone out and I start taking video. And I just asked, I was like, did you do it? He's just like, yeah, and he deserved it, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm uh, like, uh, oh, this is admissible. Am I, am I going to have to go to be a witness? Wow. Wow. I was like, what? That's yeah, that, so you never know. Absolutely wow. wild. Uh, we, would be, uh, we would be rude if we wouldn't ask you about the new podcast that's uh, available. I just put the link into the comments for this. We'll tweet it out. Thank you. We'll give you a bunch of love. It's Abby Eats St. Louis. Subscribe online and i want to know all about this you're here you've been a wonderful guest what's it like to host your own podcast and then what's kind of driving the passion behind this and uh, what's been your favorite part of it so far well it's very different than here because i admire the fact that you guys have to like roll opens and things like that while it's actually happening no so keep it simple good on you um, keep it, just keep it <laughs> for the love of god <laughs> keep it simple it's extremely stressful and very um, difficult it's very much not simple because I went into it with a vision and I'm one of those people who if I have it a certain way that I want it to be that's how it has to be and mm -hmm. so we took a we I bit off a little more than I could chew I think because we oh, were doing nice. this Food. Uh -huh. yeah, good work. we were doing mm -hmm. this during our May sweeps period TV has ratings periods we were all like really just pounding the pavement May is one of them but that's also when we launched it um, my producer Dory almost and I wanted to do stories not just about restaurant reviews or people necessarily but we wanted to tell stories Sure. about food and so something that you don't have to be a foodie or know what everything on the restaurant menu means to appreciate what we're talking about here and you don't have to be able to name drop chefs because a lot of people here especially as st louis is a up-and-coming food town is what a lot of us like to brag about i, th I think it's, it's a great city to do this yeah. idea here yeah and it's i found out so many interesting things about the people in the restaurants and everything like that. So it's been really cool. We've had, um, we did our first episode about farm to table and eating local. Um, I talked to um, Rob over at Bull Rush, which is one of your neighbors here in Grand Center, and he does everything so local that he doesn't even have lemons in his that's restaurant. Wild. How can you imagine a restaurant without a lemon in the yeah, kitchen? And so it's so, rough. yeah, so local. And we went to the, a farm in North County, and so we did that. And then we kind of switched gears and did something about brunch and um you know where that came from and the origins of the bloody mary and things like that and then um obviously we've had to do an episode about barbecue because that's well there's not very many so options here right i know that was a really hard one to tell that was the hardest episode i've ever had to write because i got so hungry i had to keep taking breaks because <laughs> i'm sitting there writing about pappies and sugar fire are you kidding me it's insane you can't do that and so then um you know, i don't travis is in, in barbecue headquarters usa brooklyn oh, oh yeah, yeah. Man. i, I don't tell know if you I'd what trust their yeah. barbecue I don't know what hey, that man, is. Hey, man, you got to be disrespectful with it, man. That's, That's also like their, their rodent control program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she called you barbecue rats, man. <laughs> All right, bet. Yep, yeah. I'm going to remember Abby, that, Abby. You, you need to come back like 90 times a week. Uh, now. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. So, so the so the barbecue episode was just insane. That was just, and it's fun because I was walking out of Sugar Fire, and this guy comes in with this book, and he's like, it's, um, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head what it's called, but he goes in to try to talk to Mike, the owner of Sugar Fire, and he's... Celebrity in his own, by the yes, way. Yes, totally, and an awesome dude. 
but he, the guy who's walking in, wrote a book about barbecue in America. So I grab him, I get to just put my headphones on, put a microphone in his face, and just have a conversation with him. And as much as I love the visual medium, podcasting has been so fun. Yeah. It's a fun challenge. And mine, again, it's a little different because it's a scripted, I write out a story, it's, you know, interviews that I sure. put together. And Nothing wrong with bringing some quality yeah, to the table. Yeah, you know, I try to up the game around here, you know. Mm. <laughs> but just having to look for sounds and then just paying more attention to what I'm hearing around has been really cool. And also, frankly, not having to set up a camera and worry about my lighting and set the balance of everything. There's so That's much more that goes into everything than people realize. It's different. Yeah, it's different. But it's been a really fun, creative challenge. Writing a story that's a minute and 15 seconds max to one that can be up to 30 minutes has yep. been mm -hmm. totally different. I get to, I think, show a little bit more personality. That's Yeah, you're, you're pretty buttoned up. Not you personally, but news you people. You have to be a little bit more. It's, it's tough when you go in to do a segment if you go on to TV. Like, I, anytime we've done something or... Travis, our thing is, let's just be silly and roll with it, and it's a, improv improvisational. But you go in, and these people are playing by a certain set of rules. Like I almost, it's not that I feel bad. I don't want to overstep when I'm in that world because you guys have to follow a certain thing, or you are going to get 50 letters about how unprofessional you are. Yeah. Or something. So it's and interesting. And we have people in our ears telling us, like, "Hey, you got to make sure you hit this and this and this and this." And right. sometimes you just you're not as in control as you want to be. And here, I mean. Shout out to the digital um, producer, the executive producer of our digital side, Jordan Palmer. It's just been kind of letting Dory and I run with it. And if we have an idea, we've just gone with it. And so we took a couple weeks off because of all the blues coverage. It's been insane. And this is kind of like I've been doing normal KSDK stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I do the podcast as like a second job because it's so much work on top of that. Eventually, they're going to get tired of all my overtime but um, <laughs> had to take some time off partially because of that and we're working on one right now about french onion soup mm. and it's that classic famous bar french mm. onion soup That's and it sounds mm. yeah so you know what i'm talking about it sounds grandma still talks about it exactly but we're talking about it more less from the, the department store yeah, yeah. Yeah, they oh used yeah. to be famous for the French There's a bar what? on the south side called oh. Famous Bar, and that's what I was like that. And then I was joking just now. Oh. It's from a department store? Yeah. The recipe. Yeah. It's Am I that much of a hayseed? I don't know. Like, what? Is this well, a yeah. thing? Uh, my, I mean, fair, my grandparents grew up in the city. Okay. And so, like, that was that was part of the deal. Yeah. So, the famous bar, so French it onion sounds soup. like a horrible launching point, right? Who wants to listen to 25 minutes about French onion soup? Here's the thing. It is. It tells us actually a lot more about, like, St. Louis and right. why we are the way we are. And it's it's fun. We have a really fun interview with this really cool girl from the um, Missouri Historical Society sure. that pulled out all these, like, first edition cookbooks. And we go through and figure out, like, the ridiculous things that used to be in St. Louis-style cookbooks and stuff. And we talk about just the background of it in a way that even if it's a top – my goal is even if it's something you don't think you care about, you'll walk away and you'll be like, huh. I never knew that. And You'll connect that, those dots. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we got to come up with a better name for it because I don't want people looking at it and being like, I don't want to listen to a podcast about soup. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll source no, it, we'll source it out. It we'll, we'll help you. See, creative. but that's intriguing to me. Ideas like that are intriguing to mm -hmm. me. And it's just uh, maybe it's just about how to sell that, you know, whatever angle you take and how yeah. to sell it. I don't know if it's a name or not, but it's like, I mean, the guys know me. I have a fascination fetish with the river to pair yeah and like people <laughs> are a weird guy and then I worry you start you. explaining some of the history of things though and it's like oh that's different yes. oh it does what oh yeah. my god it holy crap right. and so like french onion soup has a place in st louis history chris didn't know not many people know especially that it like the genesis at a department store downtown like oh yeah we used to i, mean, I still have my grandma talking about yeah it. I we, we, we yeah. would go we would go down we would go shopping and get french onion soup and this and that i'm like okay absolutely and it's one of the few truly st louis foods that we actually know where it came from because nobody really knows where toasted ravioli or proval cheese or all that stuff came from it's all legend emos there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the intern, everybody. Well, I, I think French onion soup comes from France. Uh, we'll see. Mm, not the way you know it now. Oh, look You're at gonna you. You're going to have to listen to the podcast. Yeah. It drops you can, on Tuesday. That's right. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your spot podcast, be sure to check it out. Abby St. Louis. Travis, do you have something? Thank you, Abby, for coming on. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, she's not done yet. We've I, got more to talk I got about. One thing, wanted to thank me. That's okay. One thing real quick here. Oh. You're welcome. You were talking about personality and being able to use that on the podcast, Abby. I'm looking at your Twitter bio, and the first line I need to ask about. 
Alex Turner called me sassy. Where does this come from? Do you know who Alex oh, Turner is? Oh, good question. Uh, Arctic yeah. Monkeys. Yes, yeah. he's the lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys, like my favorite band. Um, so I've seen them in concert three times, um, never at like a festival or anything. Um, oh, like I've gone so much to cred. travel to see them because <laughs> that's what you do when you're a true fan. Oh, um, but one time I went in Indianapolis and I went by myself because I just really wanted to go see them. And um, I you met didn't have anybody to go with? No, my friends weren't cool then. I had so many still again. Okay, but got it, just got it. Okay, cool as me. I understand. And they, we decided a group of people that I kind of made friends with at the concert all decided to hang out by the buses. And we did. Oh, why would you do that? Because we're fangirls. I've already established okay, that. Got Somebody's well, somebody going to call me a fangirl. Yep, that's what I'm really a fangirl about. And so we decided to hang out by the buses. And they came by and were taking pictures and stuff. So I got my picture with Alex um, and then the other guys from the band. And then Alex takes another picture with some people. And he does this. He throws up a peace sign and, like, strikes a pose. Whereas in mine, we were just smiling. <laughs> so I said, oh, we didn't get, I didn't get a cool pose like that. And he goes, well, aren't you a sassy little diva? (laughs) (laughs) Gardner, will you clip that off? I'd like that to be a soundbite. Thank you. We usually have one of the owners of the company here is British, and he's in London right now. I'm upset he's not here to witness your... uh, My attempt at a British accent. That was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I do have one thing before we get you out of here. World Refugee Day today. Uh, I know you uh, have a Filipino background. I don't know which parents or my dad's how, family. Okay, dad's family. When did and my uh, sister-in-law's family uh, came over from Southeast Asia as well, more Vietnam. But I think this is important to highlight because it seems like something that's very important to you. It, just keeping it super general. What's it mean to you to uh, to still support? and be part of uh, Filipino culture and in St. Louis where it feels like it's growing too. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, Well, I'm half Filipino, half Polish, so both my parents um, are first generation full American. That's super interesting. So um, it's cool to see St. Louis increasingly recognizing how we are more of a refugee and immigrant. um, Oh my God, that's all we are. Yes, society or culture, community than people like to think. I mean, dating back to when we were a German immigrant community. Now the immigrants look a little bit different, but we're still home to a lot of people. I would say the German immigrants were the best immigrants, if I if I may say I so. I don't know if I'd want to be on the record saying uh-huh. Oh, like Travis, that. oh, is this, oh, is this bad? Is this bad? See, but the, we, we were the good ones that got out. What is the sound effect for his shaking his head? Just like, womp, womp. Oh, hell no. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah mm-hmm. probably. Whatever. There it is here. But we got just, it, we got it. Yeah, we have so... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just remembering that there are so many organizations to get involved and here in the St. Louis area, um, whether it's hosting people for dinner or helping them with the resources they need when they're first getting here to the United States. Um, Can you imagine if this would happen to you that you had to flee everything you knew and go to somewhere else? And so you don't want to imagine that. So instead city like St. Louis, we should keep our arms open because we got a lot of vacant buildings and we could use a lot of good people. So that's how we can also, I mean, you could see how it creates new neighborhoods as well, especially in Bevo with the, when the Bosnians came over in the, you know, early nineties. It makes you interesting. Like (laughs) every city's got cheeseburgers, man. Like let's, let's keep it, keep it part of our St. Louis culture. now. St. Louis is a town. It's a boomerang town in so many ways where people, it's one of the top cities where people leave and come back. That's why we're getting the food scene we are because these chefs and these people in the restaurant industry are going and working in New York, LA, Japan, and then bringing what they learned back to St. Louis. So just, it's cool to have ideas brought back here. Mm-hmm. So. certainly is. Well, keep up the great work. You need to come back anytime, especially <laughs> whenever you're going to be sassy to Travis. Everybody listening, you can again check out Abby Eats St. Louis, and it's uh, on the KSDK website, all over uh, podcast platforms everywhere. Abby, we'll let you go. We still have to do fair or foul, right, guys? We're going to do that? Jump into that. We'll let Abby get out of here, get on with her day since she started at 2 a.m. We'll take a quick break. It's We Are Live here in St. Louis. Travis is in New York. We'll be right back. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to We Are Live. We've got Farrah Fowl coming up. Quick reminder, free comedy tonight at Southtown Pub. The intern will open the show. He's a stand-up comic. He's done Funny Bone. Yeah. Now he'll do uh, Southtown tonight. Tom yeah. Brown doing a guest spot. Don't forget, we've got Meredith Hopping. She's very funny. She just advanced on in the Funny Bone competition. Travis is frozen. I can't tell if Travis hates us or if he's frozen in New York. <laughs> he's which so is frozen. It? 
Uh, but he hates us also. Say, well, yeah. Well, that. he mostly hates me. Uh, I don't know. I've been I've known him for over a decade, so mm. there's a lot of hate built up. Uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like <laughs> Stephen Hawking in the photo. <laughs> oh no. That's uh, that's what's happening here. So we've got uh, Farrah coming up, but uh, comedy tonight again. Uh, I mentioned Meredith. Don't forget Larry Green, extremely funny. Also just advanced in the uh, Funny Bone competition. Last time he did our Southtown comedy show. Gutted the room. Uh, it was very embarrassing for whoever had to go up next after him because uh, it was very impressive. Chris Sear, you know him from Impolite Company, headlining tonight. He told me he's going to do just under two hours of uh, stand-up comedy to, like close out the, uh, to close out the evening. Big thanks before we do fair or foul to our friends at Getaway Carts. Getawaycarts.com. They have a, uh, you could call it a custom hockey golf cart available right now it's blue it's championship blue it's available that's getaway carts if you're driving around soulard the central west end you're needing a golf cart be sure to check them out our friend tommy banister at circa properties he's the realtor for this show you be sure to support him whenever you're buying or selling a home that's tommy banister circa properties helping us and he helps you as well and pet once st louis west delivery food service for your pets in the st louis area fresh local delivered Say hello to Lynette and Nick the next time you're needing food for your pets. Are you just making notes? Also, Brendan Schaefer, uh, friend of the show, he's a reporter, covers the Cardinals, just chimed in in the comments. Um, he said he could see your Pokemon egg during the interview. No, 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 no. <laughs> were you playing, were you playing Pokemon Go? No, 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 no. You got outed by a real reporter. No. You got no, no, no. outed by a real... You're, you're going to question his gumshoe ability? Uh, like, come on, man. What do we got here? You got outed on this man. I mm. caught a Rosalia. Oh my God! That's did not, you really? I don't want to know what that is. Yeah, I don't I did. Know did what's you? Happening. Yeah. You don't know what that means. No, though. I don't. Travis, you what's the Pokemon a... scene in New York, man? Oh, I bet it's it's great. I don't. He doesn't know. I can't tell if he's frozen. Or I think not. he's he's good. My mom went down there and she caught like a ton. It was great. All right. For her, she got like a this uh, this shiny colored Pokemon. So it was like. Like Let's do some fair or foul, everybody. Guys, we asked you a very important question about uh, would you attend an amusement park or a theme park alone as an adult? And uh, we'll have your responses, and we'll yes. give you 10 bucks to Southtown Pub if we pick your winner. Tell them, Travis. It's not for the people's fair or foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, Fair or Foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for Fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or Foul. <laughs> to all the idiots who stayed up last night to watch the Cardinals barely beat the Marlins. That's me laughing at you. That's a good game. Oh, Tommy, what? Cardinals are two and a half out of first. Are you just a Yankees fan now? Are they really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pathetic. They're so Does bad. Does the rest of the division just suck ass too? Yeah. Yeah, such is life. Uh, we asked you that super important question. Would you go to a, an amusement park alone as an adult? Tommy revealed he does often. Which, yeah, I mean, I go to the zoo to play Pokemon Go alone all the time. Okay. Okay. Yep. Can we do a dating segment where our last guest, Abby, coaches Tommy on what not to say to <laughs> reel in some ladies? Okay. Uh, here we go. Comic-Con. Couple. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, damn it. You beat me. Yep. Uh, fair. Nothing creepy about this. No bodies to find here, officer. Going to load up on the boss right now. <laughs> Papa's mm. got to roll. Out. That's from TT's Pink Eye. Oh, well. Do you, do you think it's creepy, Travis? It's not creepy. Yes. Look, if it's creepy, then I'm a creep, and I'm not a creep, so... Uh, from Kankles. Fair. Just like Travis's love life, an amusement park is best experienced by yourself. Yeah. I don't even want to read That's this right. last part. No matter how early you get off, no loved ones are there to laugh at you. Mm -mm. That's from Kankles. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you see why we don't keep the guests around for fair foul? Bitch. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Gardner, who are you voting for? Uh, since Travis is pouting, I'm going with Kankles. 
Tom of the intern. Uh, Kankles. Oh, my God. Travis. TT's pink eye. <laughs> I, feel this is, I feel this is an opportunity for me to, to make amends with Travis. No, don't. Uh, he's been don't do it. flirting with Big Bird about doing a podcast. So I get jealous. Um, I'm going TT's pink eye. That's, that'll tie it up. That'll tie it up. So now I gotta send two emails. No, 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 no. Nobody wins. You know why? Because we get to choose. That's right. Tell you what, whoever shows up at Southtown Pub between the two of you tonight, you get ten bucks. There it is. Oh, that's fair. Fair Come foul. On. Come on, you have to attend to uh, get the ten dollars for Travis in New York. Chris Gardner producing here in St. Louis. Tommy the intern. My name's Chris. Big thanks to Abby Larico from KSDK. Be sure to check out her podcast. Abby Eats St. Louis. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Be sure to check us out then.